0: Welcome to the Creators Are Brands podcast. I am your host, Tom Boyd. In this show, we talk to Josh Horton, also known as Juggling Josh. He's got 750,000 subscribers on YouTube, 2 million on TikTok. He's known for creating family-friendly content with a focus on world records, trick shots, juggling, and having a whole lot of fun in the process. He's been featured on Ellen, Steve Harvey, and Sports Center. And in this show, we talk about what platforms he's focusing on and tips for each, how he he integrates branded collaborations into his content, how much you should be charging for 100,000 followers on TikTok, why he is his own manager and he handles the business side of being a creator, what the most important part of your TikTok video is and what you need to do in order to be hooking people's attention, and the importance of having a community of creators around you. I was so stoked to have this conversation because Josh not only has the creator side, but the marketing side and the entrepreneur side side of being a creator to building a brand online it was such a great convo i'm so stoked for you to hear it welcome to the show josh horton man i'm excited to have you on it's
1: thanks. Thanks, you Adam.
0: create some of the you know with all of the filth that's out there in the world i feel like whenever i come across your content it's a breath of fresh air it's just oh, it's just good old-fashioned entertainment and you know and everyone's like ranting and raving about everything in the world that's going on you just ha- seem to be having a good time. At least that's, that's what it looks like. Oh, yeah, yeah, having a
1: good time. And yeah, I try to keep it light, try to keep it family-friendly. Yeah. family, family friendly. I like getting those kind of messages from parents or whatever Like because there, there is a lot of garbage on the internet. And uh, whether or not you like the term influencer, like we do... We do have influence on the next generation, and there's a lot of people, I think, doing it poorly, so I try to be one, one of the ones that's doing it, uh, doing, it, doing it for the kids.
0: Yeah, yeah, you know, and, <laughs> and, and, and talk about the word, it's funny you bring up the word influencer too, because I feel like it has such a, this like weird connotation that it's like you have to be a, a half-naked chick on a beach in Turks and Caicos, but sure. I feel like guys like you, I feel like in, in now, in, in the last year or so, influencers like, they have been redefining what that means
1: yeah it's it's become- it was for a while it was like you know, I would never use the term I, I don't like using the term um i I will always say that creators have influence but influencers have always it's kind of been tainted by those yeah. by, by those you mentioned or, or others. <laughs> yeah 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 uh but I do think it's it's slowly maybe gaining a little bit more uh, respect. I don't, Ag- I don't know.
0: Agree, agreed. Especially in a world, I mean, the name of this podcast is Creators Are Brands, and the whole yep. premise is that it's this relationship that individuals are creating with their audience that everyone wants to be part of. From sure. brands to other influencers, like people want that, and that's what storytellers like yourself are are so good at. So I want the, the one of the first questions I have is, uh, and this is from um, I, I feel like. I think you sent this on your you you did a screen grab of one of your trick shots that you did. You did okay. a, you took a screen grab of your camera roll and it, it looked like there was like hundreds of of attempts. And it was kind of cool showing like the behind the scenes of oh, doing something. yeah. It, it, it was so,
1: 22 I just posted it. It was 22 attempts. Uh, uh, 22, Not 22. hundreds. <laughs> uh,
0: yeah yeah yeah. So may, maybe the hundreds was one of mine. Um but <laughs> yeah. so so I'm curious. I'm curious because um that's the side of the world. I mean Uh, Trick shots, uh, all forms of entertainment... Right, like whether it's me doing a talking head video, I have twenty-two of those attempts. Right, like I have. I'm, you know, everyone's messing up. Like the best actors in the world have to do all these attempts. So I'm curious, like just for fun, what would you say the longest it's taken you? Because some of your trick shot sequences, right? Yeah, you you do like sequences where it's like five back to back to back. Yeah,
1: that's the one. That's (laughs) the one I posted in my story. That's that's the one you're talking about. It's like five five totally different trick shots back to
0: back. Yeah, yeah. So so total time start to finish, how long? Long, like from starting that to finish that of like a real lifetime. <laughs> I mean, that one,
1: that one really wasn't that long. I mean, 22 attempts. It was probably less than five minutes, but my wow. longest, my longest, um, there was one that we tried for an hour and a half one day and then I had to come back the next day cause I was too sore. Cause it was like a really, 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 really far backwards one while juggling, <laughs> while juggling four basketballs. <laughs> yeah. uh, and so yeah, it was probably, Oh, two and a half hours of attempts, which is a lot of attempts. Um, yeah. But, but yeah I, I, I don't care about negative comments really at all, but like the constant comment is when I post a just yeah I post a make and then the comment is1,000 tries later and my, <laughs> my, my, my response my response is always okay like <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. Let, uh, it wasn't, but let's say it was. I still yeah. posted it. it you're still commenting, you're still watching it. it so it, it's just kind of a funny thing where it's like who, who cares? why do you yeah. care if it why you care if it took me 100 attempts uh, I still made it.
0: Yeah, so I, I don't know if you've ever seen. So on my on my personal Instagram account, I I I I do like, I no I like nowhere near the type of extent of tr- of shots that you do, but I I do it's like it's actually became like a a fun practice to me. Like I go to the court and. I'm like, it's boring to just shoot regular shots with, with <laughs> yeah. no one playing defense. So, like, I'll do, like, behind-the-back shots. And it's it's honestly, like, once you start doing it, it's pretty – you get there pretty quickly. It's, like, your muscle memory, like, the distance, how far away you are. Um, some of
1: it is – yeah, that's the other thing is people – and when people come to shoot with us, like, for collabs or whatever, they're like, oh, my gosh, you guys are actually just really good at this. Like, there are some of these shots that we are – like, my backwards three-pointer – is about as consistent as my forwards three-pointer. Yeah. And that's not an exaggeration. But I, ha- like, I trained for it. I have the Guinness World Record for it. Like, it is something I am good at.
0: You have the Guinness Book World Record for it? Like, what, what is the actual record?
1: The record is most backwards three-pointers in 60 seconds.
0: And how many is that?
1: I think it's 13 or 14. Wow. Yeah. but Dude, if, you wa- if you go and watch that that video is online on, on my YouTube channel. If you, if you go to that video... I made one in the first thirty seconds, and then twelve in the second thirty seconds or four, whatever it was.
0: We're, 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 you know, you know it's funny when I was watching your content. Uh, I'm I'm a Sixers fan, and I'm not gonna sh- I'm not gonna like listen. I, by the time you hear this podcast, Ben Ben Simmons might not be on the team, but he was getting roasted <laughs> in the play. He might be. He was getting roasted in the playoffs, and yeah. I was I was gonna hit you and say like, "Yo, you should shoot the same amount of." Attempts that he did from half court behind the back shots, uh, that he took from foul line from the foul line, <laughs> and, 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 and I guarantee you you would get a better percentage than,
1: than him. Well, we did a, we the- did a my, my like a core v- game on my channel is trick shot horse where you get you get we play horse but you get three attempts because it's trick shots. Um, yeah. But then I'm, I've been doing a series called uh, Pick Your NBA Player Trick Shot Horse where like we have we have nba players on a card and those cards are like power ups or whatever for for your for your trick shot so or, or like restraints um so it was like Kyrie has to be a bounce shot because he's the handles master or whatever yeah, uh, yeah. but for, for but for Ben Simmons it was it, you got five attempts because he needed five attempts <laughs> uh,
0: that would be funny he gets like a handicap <laughs> gets, yeah that's like, what we hey, did hey, yeah yeah are you a are you, are you a basketball fan
1: it's funny cuz i'm i'm really not
0: you're not. Yeah yeah yeah. Uh,
1: sports are my life and I play bas- I love basketball uh to play but I'm like I don't have a team that I write or yeah. die for. And I even like I used to make a living just doing the halftime show so people would see me in the world of sports all the time and then they would start talking to me about the playoffs or whatever. I'd be like uh yeah 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 yeah. <laughs> but I, I just didn't know.
0: Well, I'm glad that you brought that up—the halftime shows because I, I I saw that and I'm curious. You know, that was a different world, and I you know I went deep on your YouTube channel. It looks like you were you you were doing that for a, a while and a long time ago. And my my question is, that is a arena where you are you have to captivate people you, sure. in real time. You have to keep their attention in real time, like that's your job. They hire you to come there to do that. And yeah. I'm curious, what? Give me little details around like. Um, how you thought about doing that real time and then how you've taken some of the things you learned in that world and you apply them to the way you create content now.
1: Uh, Interesting. I mean, I don't know if there's too many direct connections, but yeah, halftime shows are tough because you get flown somewhere to perform for five and a half minutes to people that don't... (laughs) That aren't there to see you.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And so yeah. it's a
1: lot of pressure, and that's part of the reason that I started to phase it out, because it was a lot of pressure for a oh, few dude. minutes. I would have um,
0: anxiety, like crazy about obviously that. <laughs> I
1: obviously, got, I got better at it as it went on, but yeah, I used, used to freak out. Um, so yeah, I mean, you got to go quick. It has to be really good from the jump. has to be good music. has to be... Uh, yeah, it just has to be captivating at the start, or you're going to, you know, because people kind of, like, make their decision whether they're going to go get a hot dog or stay and watch the halftime show, and if you suck for that first uh, that first 30 seconds, you're, they're probably going to go get a hot dog or yeah. go to the bathroom. Uh, so, yeah, it was it was a thing you definitely had to, I had to, like, master over a couple, you know, seasons, um, but... Yeah, I, I don't know if I have a ton of connection between that and my content, but yeah, it was yeah. it was a kind of a different thing. But you you could make connections. I just never I never did. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. I mean, there's something intuitively about you um, just uh, entertaining, you just just uh, you know keeping eyeballs on you. It, I think it it, it kind of shows up. Like for me, I'm a I find myself storytelling with friends, and I'm like I you know I pull elements of that. From real life conversations and put them into my content, but it's different. The pacing's got to be different. (laughs) You kind of because people have so many. If they're sitting in front of their computer, they have so they have a hundred thousand options to click off and, and go somewhere else exactly um so and then then you had a a career in marketing right you had a yep. you worked in marketing for a little bit what would you say tell me a little bit about that position and how that might be that, uh, that,
1: that, that has a that, much that, much bigger connection okay for sure. okay
0: cool cool let's go into that
1: yeah so i when i graduated college my plan was to be a professional juggler and i was doing that but like a successful performer you know is only working twice a week or whatever uh, unless they 're doing like birthday parties or whatever where they can but you know do a ton of them a week, uh, so I was just I was pretty free, and a friend of the family was starting this social media agency, and uh, I started like part time with him and my first job was literally like deleting spam comments off of brand Facebook pages <laughs> and then good fast- times yeah, really good times <laughs> and then fast forward four years later, and I was like a manager. Uh, of a team creating branded content, my main client uh, was Sony Pictures. So every movie that came out for Sony Pictures, you know, had their own Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, sometimes Snapchat, uh, and we were creating the content that was, we were going on these platforms. And I think you know that just my my entrance to social media. This I had no followers then. I have, was not making videos then. I was doing nothing. So my kind of entrance to social media was trying to figure out a way. How do you get people to to participate in a branded post. And then once I've lived that for four and a half years, it's much easier to get people to engage with a non-branded post. And so I just kind of had a little bit of a, you know, I'd been trying so hard to figure out the tips and tricks and whatever it was to get people to participate. And then once I started doing it for myself, it was a little bit easier. And like when I quit my job, it was kind of right when Instagram video had launched. So just like having a little bit of a head start on like, the simple things like how do you get an edited video from your computer to your phone for Instagram was kinda of mind blowing back then. And yeah. so just being able to like add music and add effects or whatever it was on my Instagram videos kinda of got me that head start, got me my first chunk of followers, and then was able to a little bit a little bit of a snowball from there.
0: And then was Instagram your first Instagram. focus?
1: Instagram was my first for sure.
0: Okay. And so you grew the account there and now today we're about I don't know, four or five years later yep what account are you focusing on the most right now
1: for the longest time it's been youtube Uh, youtube is youtube is the uh it's just that content just takes so much more effort and i think the platform of youtube has the most potential uh for earning as well as connection with your fans and so the ups and downs of youtube are super tough and super frustrating and um it, it, yeah, it, it, it kills me sometimes. And right now, like we're in a low, we're in a low season, so it's tough. Um, but when it's growing, it's great. And um, that's definitely the platform I focus on the most, put the most energy into. Um, and then, I mean, TikTok is another one that's been doing well lately. Uh, and brands are finally there as well. So I'm trying to make sure I don't let that one uh, fall fall behind. It is my most followed. And brands are starting to kind of come hard on TikTok, so I I should be putting plenty of effort on TikTok as well.
0: And then, when you approach content for TikTok, are you thinking about it in terms of I'm going to cut down my longer videos for YouTube, or are you making original shorts, or a little bit of both?
1: Yeah, it doesn't really work unless I have like some really crazy moment from our YouTube videos. We we did that for a while, and uh, was I was just having my editor like, yeah, cut down one one video a day from our YouTube, and it just like. The moments are different. Our, our YouTube yeah. videos are—they're longer videos. They're kind of about needing, you know, if, if something funny happens, it's because you know us. Um, it's for like an inside
0: part. joke type thing. For the yeah, most yeah. part, yeah. yeah. And so,
1: like, it just wasn't hitting on TikTok. And so, we've—we've kind of, you know, when we're filming with my friends, we always talk about we either doing YouTube video or are we doing other videos. And it's kind of whatever I post on Instagram, I also post on TikTok for the most okay. part. Okay. Uh, I have a little bit more. I'm a little bit. Uh, more liberal what i post on tiktok than instagram um because tiktok moves so much faster people don't care as much um but yeah th- those two are pretty similar for me
0: okay yeah i i saw i, I like the way i i, I was curious because i i saw your tiktok and you were doing um the the one where you i think you're holding out like sour patch kids or, or some sort of sort oh, of yeah. candy yeah. And you were saying, like, if, if you, you know, you go to a friend, you say, if you make this, I'll, you know, I'll give you this. Yeah. Is that, is that a brand integration, low key? Or, 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 or is that like I had just. Been,
1: I had been doing it not branded. Yeah, yeah. And so I just had bought candy. Hey, make the shot, win the candy. I'd done several of those. And then Stour Patch Kids hit me up. They didn't necessarily. Organically? They hit me up to do a branded deal, but they didn't see those, I, they didn't mention those videos. But then, but when they hired me for, I was like, okay, this is my concept. I already do this. And they said, okay, great. And so I'm, I think I did post. Yeah, I posted on Monday. Yeah, I posted that one recently. Okay. Uh, I mean, I mean, that's what
0: I, that's right. Yeah, it is perfect. And I like that you're kind of, you're not waiting. You're just saying, like, I mean, one, it's just a good concept in general. Everyone likes to get a little candy for making a shot. Like, sure. (laughs) and, And as a, as a, as someone that is like scrolling the feed, you got to close the loop. I-, I want to know if your friend makes a shot and gets the candy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, so like, so like that's just a, a really unique way of integrating the the the, the brand into your the, the way you already produce your content. Sure. Um, how do you how do you approach that for the most part? Like now, is it kind of all on the fly, or when you're working with a brand, are you um, like how deliberate are you in like how you frame the brand, how you work them into your, your videos. Is there like a creative session on that? Are you just the whiz and just can do it on the fly? Like, what does it look like?
1: Yeah, I definitely, I mean, every brand is so different and the re- requirements are so different. Like I of course love when Sour Patch Kids were just like, use our brand, use our product. That was it. That's,
0: like, that's, gr- that's great. That's great. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. What I don't like when it is when it's like, Oh, use this filter or you know we're doing this like silly challenge make sure you do this exactly this 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 it's like well i've never done anything like that on my account why would i why would i do that uh and so that's when it gets tough uh and then on on certain platforms or certain brands i'll push back um but if it's kind of if it is what it is um I, i i always try to like speak my mind a little bit so then when it underperforms i can just be i don't i never like rub it in their face but i'm like okay well here's the you know i, I feel <laughs> less bad sending those analytic reports or whatever at the end when i kind of said like hey hey this might not be the best move and if yeah. they, a lot of times it's an agency that has to, you know their the agency is just hired to bring on the influencers they had no creative feedback so it's like it just is what it is and so uh there, there's times on, if it's for Instagram or YouTube or whatever it is, where if I, I'm, I'm like, man, I'm really not going to do this. Like I don't want to, then I'll, then I'll push back. But if I, if I'm not too worried about it, if I think uh, if, if the money is worth it, uh, <laughs> and send and, it and, like, yeah, send it. Like if it's not, yeah. as long as it's not embarrassing or whatever, like I'm, I'm, I'm on Tik TikTok especially things move so quickly. You can have a flopped video and it doesn't matter. Right? Like on Instagram, it's kind of a little bit more curated, a little bit more yep. perfect, But for TikTok, where your videos come from uh, people on the For You, I don't. I'm I'm not protective of the TikTok account, and that's a place where.
0: You can I'm happy I, I don't fun, like the word yeah. i don't like the
1: word sell out, but it's like yeah if you want to, <laughs> if you want to risk this terrible idea on my account sure i'll pay my mortgage on that
0: yeah yeah yeah, yeah, just just not the youtube channel so yeah. so, so so how like and i I'm trying to get to the point where like we're pretty transparent, like not exact numbers at all like uh, but like i'm curious on, on this podcast. i'm trying to share like a little insight about um The direction of where brand deals are going and you said people are catching up on tiktok are they catching up like when a brand reaches out are they offering like the same the same amount for youtube and tiktok or is it still like they favor the engagement on on youtube more than tiktok so they're still paying more for for youtube
1: i would say tiktok prices are finally catching up to where they should be okay which is which is great um for the longest time like a million followers was getting like legitimate brands legitimate agencies been like oh well you do this for $500 which just for <laughs> yeah. for that is but the the issue with that is there are so many creators on TikTok with a million yeah. followers and they don't know what they're doing I'm so i saying a, yes so they're and saying yes, yes And so yeah. why why would they pay me you know 10, <laughs> 10 times that uh I'm in a Discord group with some TikTok creators and there's like people with like you know, over a million, averaging five hundred thousand views a video, and they're literally like, "Guys, they just offered two fifty. Like, should I do this?" And I, mess- I'm like, "I'm messaging you separately, and I message <laughs> them separately. Please stop accepting this. Do not say no. Don't do it." Yeah. Uh, and it's it's tough because there's there's so many people with a lot of followers, a lot of views, but hopefully, brand. I think brands are starting to like make sure they go to quality um, quality creators who know what they're doing. But there's of course quality creators who just don't know what they're doing and brands are getting a good deal so until the until that uh discrepancy yeah. is is uh, is out of there um i think the overall uh the price is still a little low but it's i'm i'm starting to get better and better deals every month
0: okay good that, that that's amazing and it's good to hear and i appreciate the transparency around it uh and so because it is kind of the wild, wild west. Like no one really knows, and that's why I like it's. Imp- I want to ask on this podcast because I, you know, I want aspiring creators that are going to be at that point to be able to ask for what they deserve. So all creators, or you know, let all boats rise. Yeah, yeah. Uh, if, you're in,
1: if you're in the hundreds of thousands of followers on TikTok, you are charging thousands of dollars per post. Thousand dollars plus. I'm saying it to camera. None of this two hundred fifty dollars stuff. I don't care if you're hundred thousand. If you're a hundred thousand followers, you've worked hard for those hundred thousand followers. Do not accept less. I mean, I, I. But it gets it gets tough when I'm like I can't speak to other people. You know, if, they, if they're if they're hustling their minimum wage job, a thousand dollars or nine hundred dollars yeah. is a lot. So I don't want to don't don't just clip that and make me seem like a. <laughs> but I, I'll I, 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 clip I, the whole thing.
0: Yeah. There you go. There you go. There you go.
1: So yeah, uh, I, I understand, and I try to ha- I try to have uh, the understanding to, on both sides. But yeah. it, I will say, you are worth you are worth more than a thousand dollars. that?
0: Yep. Yep. And, and I think uh, Victoria Paris just said it on the Colin and Samir podcast. She she was talking about the idea that it, like the people that kind of hold out for the brand deal, if you, if it's kind of like, you know you're not just taking everything under the sun, yeah. you can you can ask for more. So like it all adds up in the long run. So instead of taking Ten for a hundred. Just take one for what's the a thousand? Yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah, exactly. Yeah, quick math. Uh, so, how did you get kind of the foundation? Uh, do you work with any management, or are you kind of running this operation on your own?
1: I've uh, I've talked with a lot of managers over the years, and it just never made sense to me. Uh, it's just my, you. It's just me. My degree was entrepreneurship, so I like I okay. like the, I like the like doing it yourself thing, and sometimes that's to my detriment. Um, but. I just felt that most man like it's just not worth it for the most part. Maybe someday that deal will come through, but I would rather hire. Uh, and I have like a part time assistant right now. Okay. Um, but I would rather move to where I have a full time staff helping me than managers. because I'm I'm not in a super need of brand deals right now. Obviously, a few a few managers have a lot have some connections, but like when I would speak to managers, I was like, so what kind of increase would I see? And your connections are like, oh, well, nothing's guaranteed, blah, 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 blah. Like we just kind of will manage your inbox or whatever. It's like, well, I can do that myself. So <laughs> I, uh, I I, wouldn't – I'm not signed with any manager. and don't really plan on it.
0: Yeah. So so your operation right now, it's just you and a part-time assistant? Like any video editing team? I have a full-time
1: or... – uh, yeah, uh, Andrew edits all of my uh, YouTube videos, helps with Instagram cutdowns and whatnot um, and he is also on, on set helping me every day as well.
0: Okay. And do you do any editing anymore? No. Nope. Okay. No editing. Th- that's a that's that's a goal that's, that's a goal I'm aspiring to get to. <laughs> like that's I a good I one. I edit for the just it's a means to to get the content out there right now. Sure. But it's definitely something like I want. Uh, I you know I want to start creating you know more stuff that's a little more elaborate and and in order to do that I'm gonna have to bring bring an editor on I have a guy a, a good a friend a buddy that is editing the podcast right now which is a huge come up. Uh, so you 're running the operation yourself, so you 're an entrepreneur at heart and a performer, so like it 's like the perfect world this creator <laughs> world that you 're in. What are some other mistakes that that, uh, that from the business standpoint that young creators might make when they' you know they first get their first one hundred thousand followers and they 're trying to navigate the world
1: sure i mean i 've heard some people talking about like signing exclusive deals like that's obviously a really bad one um mm. they were not able to participate in like brand deals tv shows all sorts of stuff because of like some weird like clothing brand deal they signed that gave them like oh, five thousand dollars for the year or whatever and so it's like <laughs> make sure you, if you don't know what you're doing hire someone or help have ask around for someone to look at contracts for you that's a that's obviously a big one um trying to think widow i mean in my world like i I'm I'm in the world of like a lot of people just like creating those like crazy viral moments, and yeah. and then there's all these big agencies that contact you, uh, and they just say like, hey, can we can we license this video for you, and maybe we'll make you some money, blah 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 blah. So it's like some I'm not going to name the, some of the media companies, but there's several of these these yeah. somewhat predatory places that. Long story short, you could see your your video. You've signed it right. You've signed the rights away. And you might see your video in a Super Bowl commercial, and you don't see a dollar of it. And so just like don't sign exclusive rights to your, your content away either, because uh, that's, that's obviously not, not good as well.
0: Yeah, yeah. Would you ever make a like a like any any sort of course on the business of being a creator in the future? Is there any a course, or is, it, or, or is it something that you just can't learn in a course? Is it something that like yo you got to go through <laughs> go through the trenches to actually gain this insight?
1: Yeah, a course would be interesting. I I, I don't think I'm the guy to do it. I don't know if I'm uh, I, if I've uh, <laughs> proven myself just yet. Uh, but I, mean, I, I would been... of course have some tips for people. I think I have more of a a, a short book. <laughs> then I would have a <laughs> I'd have like well, a pamphlet. Well,
0: yeah, yeah. I mean, but the thing is you've built a successful business off of your content, which yeah. – a lot of people are aspiring to sure. learn. I feel like you you know you, you know at least fifty things more than me, and I feel like that can make up at least a, mi- a mini course. <laughs> there you
1: go. Maybe maybe something. Yeah, maybe a mini course.
0: All right, cool. I'll, I'll keep I'll, I'll keep kind of uh, I'll remind you of that every now and then. Um, so the the brand deals you're doing all the like negotiating yourself too. Like yep. so, someone reaches out and you're saying nope, it's only this. And that's
1: uh, that's something that performing helped me with for sure because. Okay. I know this might surprise you, but nobody wants to pay money for a juggler. Uh, so <laughs> as, a, as, a, as a performing juggler, I was constantly having to uh, yeah, yeah, fight, yeah. fight for more and more dollars for myself. Uh, and so the negotiations are something that I've always been pretty good at and uh, was just kind of natural for me.
0: So I, I've heard this philosophy, and I'm curious where you stand on it. And this is more in like the freelancer world, and I want to know if you have anything similar or this carries over. Someone said, if they accept your first price, then you charged too low.
1: I, 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 yeah, that's probably true. Uh, sometimes I would say that's true, eighty uh, percent of the time. Eighty percent? Okay, that's yeah. good.
0: That's, that's that's more than fifty.
1: <laughs> I think some people are are. If you charge a lot, they might be a little surprised and be like, oh, wow, maybe, maybe this guy's really worth it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah so they'll, they'll like go a, get a little, thing. Yeah, they'll go get a little yeah. bit extra. Uh, my, my big tip that I learned as a performer was to never say the first price. Whoever says the first price is at a disadvantage. So whenever you're negotiating, do whatever you can to get them to say the first price because they are at a disadvantage uh, and then you have, you have a, you know the, their cards on the table.
0: Yeah, yeah. You know where they stand. Now um would you advise towards uh any sort of hybrid of affiliate meets you know like upfront money deal or do you do you shy away from anything like that
1: I have never done an affiliate deal and I don't think I would like to unless it's something that's super super perfect for me Okay uh, okay nice The 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 general thing being you could be the best creator in the world doing the greatest content in the world. And if you're doing an affiliate for something that looks bad, tastes bad, whatever, like that's not your fault. And you don't want your money to be dependent on whatever that product is. You, you know, you go to, you go to their website and they have bad photos or what, you know, I don't know. Obviously there's, there's yeah, two- it works nuts. for, it works for tons of people. Um, but I don't want my income to be based on a product. I have no control over.
0: Yeah, no, that, that's a good, that's a, that's a really great point. Uh, And like in the, because I kind of come from the background of like the freelancer world, and they talk about that as being um, more upstream. So you're up, like you don't have control of what's going on downstream in their company. Like, is their website working? Is the copy good? Is the product good? But you're getting them this exposure that you know your videos living on YouTube, you know, (laughs) forever. You know, like you like like you're you're constantly bringing new leads to their brand. And if their brand's broken, that's not that's not your fault in the in the long run, Um, right? yeah so I think that's a i think that's a good a, a good way of I looking ha- at it
1: i had a a mattress company one time tell me they didn't they didn't want to pay me anything up front and it was for the super expensive mattress and the guy was like, Josh, if you just convince three percent of your audience to buy a mattress, that's eighty thousand dollars for you and I was like, I'm not going to risk that your mattress is something you need once every ten years or whatever I've kind of, yeah. I just thought it was the silliest uh, silliest request
0: oh my goodness yeah th- that's the, the the request you probably get like would, okay oh, let's talk about that the uh <laughs> let's say um say someone's at 100,000 that's a good number for someone that is like oh i just had a couple videos really take off i'm getting a yeah. good following there could be a business here at that point is are you is that person ex- are the brand deals coming to them or should they start tightening up you know their pitch deck their approach on that and start going out to ideal brands
1: I do both. Yeah, I mean, I, mean, yeah. I, I the, you know, when I was starting out, I was very aggressive with how often I was sending out uh, okay. requests to brands, um, and it's gotten to a point now where I don't do that a ton, unless it's uh, someone who I meet, you know, meet in person, or, or, or virtually somehow a more, in a more formal way, but yeah, I mean, back in the day, I was just sending Twitter DMs to every verified brand I could find, and yeah. Uh, dms on instagram finding people on linkedin i was going hard as soon as i kind of hit that 100k mark i was i was going for it for sure because 100k is a lot of people but again especially on tiktok whatever like the dime a dozen right now so you gotta you gotta if you want that stuff you gotta go for it and at the same time i've got friends that are doing brand deals on tiktok at a hundred thousand because they're they're aggressive or they uh they are able to find the right people
0: yeah yeah. I, honestly, I've seen, I've heard people even lower than that. If they sure. have, you know, kind of a, a, like a niche audience, there's like, you know, there's clearly a core audience that, yeah. that is interested and the brand sees potential in them. The brand's like, okay, we want to get in with this relationship early and, and, and build this with this creator.
1: Totally. My editor, Andrew, he does trivia videos on TikTok and he's, he's, been, he's been growing a lot, um, but he signed a really dope deal for like a trivia app. And he, he's, he was at like under – or maybe he had just hit $100,000. And he signed a dope, dope long-term deal with this trivia app company because his trivia video has been crushing it. That was a perfect example.
0: That's the perfect example. You know, yeah. Everyone is there. You know that they're the, the direct audience that they're yeah. trying to get.
1: Even better, same person. Andrew on his YouTube channel is, uh, loves – he's like – he does escapes and uh, like he'll do like a straight jacket escape and also loves yeah. escape. He'll do like digital escape rooms. And I think his YouTube channel is like 40,000. Let me double check that. But he got a brand deal with like a digital escape room place, like a good paying. Uh... Yeah. And it's like perfect. Like, yeah, 43,000 subscribers on YouTube. Uh, and he's getting brand deals on YouTube because of that that niche for sure. And,
0: and that's like... arguably, you know, let's say someone dancing around on TikTok has 1.5 million that guy's his 40,000 is more valuable than Agreed. Th- th- because they're all there for that type of thing.
1: Agreed. Agreed. Uh
0: so you talked about YouTube and I'm curious can we talk about some tactical things? It doesn't have to like super tactical, more like high level thinking around like what uh, how you think about creating videos? Like what, like, uh, like the story arc? You know, sort of what you're thinking about when you're coming up with video ideas and the execution of YouTube videos to keep people captivated.
1: Sure. So, my channel, yeah, I wouldn't call it a. Uh, if it's if it's a story, it's a it's a it's a very similar story every time because all of our videos <laughs> are challenged You know, they're all sports challenges right now. Yeah. Uh, or sports or or non sports challenges, but it is it is friends competing against each other. That is my channel. Um, yeah. And so the longer you've been watching, the more uh, you feel connected to these competitors on my channel. Uh, and so there are some like ongoing, I guess, stories or inside jokes or whatever. But for the most part, uh, I'm not like a—I I never consider myself. Oh, I'm a storyteller, which I, I, I think is very cool on, on YouTube. YouTubers that are able to do that, but I don't have like this like I don't have this planned story arc throughout the video because it's just going to depend on how the challenge goes.
0: Uh, so so I, 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 I you're you're right in a sense, but I think I want to maybe like so I'm trying to think um, like game shows I watch, uh, sure. you know, a- anything where people are like I watch, you know, I love the survivor competitions. Right. Like I, I love you know, I love the certain shows where, you know, you see people doing the physical competitions um, or even even shows like. Just, it's just like a formatted templated approach, like each one like as I'm watching, you set the scene, and it's yeah. these four people are going to do this, okay, yeah, that's the plot <laughs> right? Like, right yeah like uh, uh, so then there's a conflict uh who's going to win and like you're kind of escalating that as you go, so it's kind of like ingrained into the content it's not totally. like yeah once upon a time well, that's funny.
1: You, <laughs> yeah. you, you'd mention you'd mentioned Colin and Samir, I was one of the first guests on their podcast back in the day yeah. and I remember they, that they talked about even uh even a a 10-second trick shot video has the full story arc of a of a play. You know, has the has the setup, has the buildup, has the action, has the celebration, and so that's kind of our videos on a, on a long scale. So we, we set the stage, and then there's drama that happens, and then there's the finale, and so that's kind of the only things I wor- I worry about explaining the video very 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 quickly uh, to get people engaged. Um, you know, my intros used to be a minute and a half. Now sometimes my intros are five seconds. Yep. Uh, and then making sure there's a good ending uh, and an ending that is going, you know, we ex- some, somewhere soon explain kind of what the ending is going to be so that people will stay and, and be there for it.
0: So, you, you yeah, you kind of like uh, give them a glimpse of the ending beforehand, kind of like uh, yeah. a little foreshadowing yeah. from time to time. Uh, do you, Now, yeah. Is there is there a length of video? Is it like eight to ten minutes still on YouTube? Everything,
1: everything over ten. I'm trying to get every I, I, ideal ideal situation. Everything would be twenty minutes for me right now. Twenty. Okay. Yeah, yeah.
0: Is that the number? Is that where YouTube's going?
1: That's where my channel's going. I don't know about <laughs> other, other people. My video my videos do better when they're longer. And, and okay, we'll you're, film you're, we'll film we'll film a video, and I'll be like, yeah, this is like twenty three minutes, and then we get the, I get the edit, and it's like. Twelve, and I'm like, gosh dang it! But by the time uh, you cut
0: everything down, has
1: to be over ten for sure. Has to be over ten.
0: So, how hands on are you in the editing process right now? Do you uh, uh, you kind of oversee, like, executive edit it, uh, or just give a couple notes when you kind of have a rhythm down with your editor at this point?
1: Right now, we're we're pretty consistent on one round of revisions or or none, which is great. That's so, great. Andrew has been doing it for three or four years, so he knows me, he knows my style, he knows everything, uh, and so typically, it's right now just one one quick round of notes, uh, unless we're doing something totally different, uh, like some, I've, I've got some stuff coming up that's going to be a little bit different for the channel, uh, so I'll probably be way more involved then, and, and there's certain videos uh, when that, just after filming it, I'm like, hey, let's come to my house and let's edit this one kind of together. So there's sometimes where I'm literally over his shoulder and we're, we're figuring it out. Uh, he loves that. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) uh, But but for the most part, we've got our system down and he knows my style and it's, it's very efficient.
0: Okay. So that leads me to this question. Uh, how did that relationship come to be? Because one of the biggest, um, things that holds up, uh, creators when they're trying to work with an editor is giving up that creative control sure. of just being able to work with someone else that gets their style. Uh, did you, was this one of, did he follow your, your content, you know, is, and then, and then what was the onboarding period? Was it like a trial period? Some people do like a, you know, let's see if this works for three months sort of deal.
1: Yep. So he, I mentioned he does escapes and stuff. He's a magician. He can juggle uh, so yep. he was a, he was an early early fan of, of uh, Josh Horton even kind of before I started on YouTube. So he's he's been following it since the beginning. Uh, he came to one of my halftime shows when I was in Alabama where he was going to school. Uh, he um, when we threw we, we threw our 100k subscriber party. He flew for I was living in Texas at the time. He flew just to be part of it. You know he yeah. just, he, he wanted he felt like he had been uh, been following since the beginning. He flew out, and I was like, "Oh man, this guy's into it." I knew he had a YouTube channel, and I think I started to give him like a non—like I think he was doing kind of cut downs or something simple for me at first, okay. like, like getting stuff ready for Twitter. Like I was trying to get my Twitter going, like cutting down stuff and putting it on Twitter. Um, and then we tried the first video, and then yeah, slowly uh, he. At, at the time, I was you know didn't have a ton of money, so I was doing a lot of the edits myself. So it'd be like, I'll try to get this one to Andrew. And then maybe this one, or maybe this this month we'll do three or four. And now now it's every time. And we, he he graduated a year a, about a year ago. Um, I gave him enough of a raise to where he moved out to L.A. and and now he's nice. here. Nice. Yeah. Nice. So it's been a, it's been a long a long relationship, which is great.
0: Yeah. So I, I think I, I see that trend is where kind of these. Co- These collaborative teams come together, and it started with, oh, I was making his thumbnails first, and then they developed a creative relationship. Then I started, you know, uploading them. Then I started doing outreach to brand. You know, it kind of develops organically in that way. But then also, uh, I, I think it's, you know, it's kind of neat that. A lot of creators find their collaborative teams from their own audiences where their audience is trained to know what their style is. Like that's the best – that's the ideal candidate. They already are bought into who you are and your messaging. Totally.
1: Um,
0: So I'm I'm trying to think here. Like uh, so – I'm in the more of the I'd say like educational side yeah. of like TikTok uh, and like, you know, trying to give people insights on on um, just how to uncover their their creative strengths, stuff like that. And I'm curious, what could I learn? Like what what, what do I need to know about TikTok in order to uh, really make a splash on thing? Anything that I can steal from the way that you approach TikTok right now that I can inject into my content?
1: Uh, my thing that I think helped from the beginning uh, is that first second, literally the first second or half a second, needs to have. I always, almost always, have text that pops up. I think your mind, when you're scrolling, your mind yeah. will will subconsciously read something. So if there's no text in the first half a second, you're damaging your your chance of someone continuing to watch. Yes. Uh, even if they even if they have no interest in trick shots, and this comes up, I feel like they're going to read that. They're gonna read that uh, that first text, so that's something yep. I, I always try to do. Um, and then something that's worked for me is like gamifying things, uh, and so yeah. that, you, you've seen my mixing up the cups or yep. mix, following the juggling ball. Yeah, um, everyone wants to be an expert. Everyone wants to compete. Everyone wants to voice their opinion, and so if you can find ways to do that in videos, they always. I, I, I always tell myself, I don't know why I don't do those mixing up the cups four times a week because they always crush um <laughs> uh, but doing something you know even, i'll do it too like which trick shot which trick shot is better one or two and so not only is that getting them engaged in the first second by saying hey which trick shot is better well they've watched they've maybe they've already watched the first one by the time they've read that sentence well I might as well watch the second one
0: yeah and, and
1: then then all of a sudden you've got a full full retention view
0: yeah, yeah. So the, that that's the goal. Get someone to watch the entire thing, and that tells TikTok more people yeah. might want to watch this well, entire thing. Well, better
1: yet is watch it twice or three times, which is how yeah. some of those mixing up or – or because oh, they want
0: to follow it again. Compare,
1: comparing the two trick shots they want to make yeah. sure, yeah.
0: I've noticed some people I know I don't know if this is actually happening but in like the educational YouTuber TikToker world i I'll notice people put typos in their text <laughs> and and sometimes I think if it's intentional because well, you you get those you get the people saying you spell, you spell beautiful wrong you, know, like, yeah. you, like, you get like automatic engagement from that and then the people that are cool don't care
1: right we've talked about that before where something goes wrong in a video we're like well it's gonna get more comments like yeah leave it we don't yeah. really worry about it yeah
0: yeah there, there was one that I, I had like lint in my hair and I
1: was like uh-huh.
0: I almost like <laughs> if it was like me like five years ago just you know less confident I wouldn't have posted but I was like no run that's it fun. let's, that's let's go that's let's good go. that's
1: good yeah yeah, yeah. no I, anything that can get a little bit more comments is 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 good for sure
0: yeah, yeah, it's like, uh, it's like, it, it, yeah, in athletics, like, uh, yeah, in baseball, in a, they'll do anything to get a little advantage, like put a little more. Yeah. Tr- that's why there's all these rules. And like in the creator world, like any little advantage you can get to, to get yeah. that attention is is important. Let's 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 look at. So you've been doing this for four years, four or five years, uh, like officially, uh, like yeah. full time as a content creator. What is one thing? Like, what is one one thing that you uh, would would give yourself starting out a heads up on like what is like if you could say like yeah, hey, as you're uploading that that first you know couple of YouTube videos actually around your brand, what would you say?
1: Yeah, I mean YouTube in particular, I, I've learned so much, and I I feel like had I done some things sooner, would have really skyrocketed my my career on YouTube. So here they are. Uh, <laughs> the idea of title and thumbnail is okay. just so like it just it just makes so much sense now and it's like it's crazy that back in the day we would be uploading the video and this is what i'm talking i'm talking like hundred thousand plus subscribers you know two hundred thousand probably three hundred thousand like yeah not not having my thumbnail until the day of the upload or whatever and so like now it's just like we don't even if, if if i think of a really cool video and i don't have a good thumbnail like oh that's not that's gonna be too hard to portray i'm not gonna film that video so i always have the title and thumbnail before uh, we f- we film a video I don't necessarily – I haven't taken it, but I at least can visualize the thumbnail in my head. Yeah. Um, so that's, that's one we're shooting today. Today we're going uh, – the title of thumbnail will be uh, Scoring on 100 Basketball Hoops in 24 Hours. So we're going to drive around L.A. and go to 100 different hoops. And I really like the idea. I really like the video idea. I really like the title. But then for a while, we were like, what the heck? How do we, because we, you know, we can't show tiny little hundred squares. Yeah. That'd be impossible. And then Andrew came up like, what if you're just holding a basketball and then it's a map behind you with little basketball you know, clip art uh, on, around the map. And I'm like, hey, there we go. Okay, we can, we can do this video. So having, your, having the, the title and thumbnail before a video is yes. essential. Uh, The other thing, especially for YouTube, and and I think this definitely applies to TikTok, so many times I've said to myself, I've missed the trend. It's over, I'm too late, no point in filming this, and then the trend continues for another month and a half, and you're just like, Uh, oh, but you've already, you kind of already, the biggest one for me, this is, it's such a silly thing. The biggest mistake of my entire career as a (laughs) sports trick shot creator is not doing bottle flipping videos. When I when it I was just like I'd been doing bottle flipping before there was bottle flipping videos. Yeah. I I was very good at it. I ended up doing world records for bottle flipping and I won a bottle flipping world championships at SkillCon. Like I'm very good at it. But the <laughs> whole the whole time I saw it on YouTube I was like it's about to die. This is stupid. it's about yeah. to die. I'm, I'm more talented than this, whatever, whatever, whatever. and I I, I did it you can go back and find a few a few bottle flipping videos, but I was way after the trend. I was way too late, yeah. and I hate myself for that one because I would have could have really crushed it. so many so many big channels got big because of bottle flipping. My friends, yeah. that's amazing blew up. Team Edge is a very successful seven million like they, they really hit their stride during the bottle flipping era. They really leaned into it. And so something we're doing now is like when we see a video that's uh, – like a video that it's a, a trend or something that's, that that I can duplicate but making it my own, try to do it ASAP, edit it ASAP, put, put whatever videos you had ready to the side and get on it as soon as you can.
0: I think that's smart. That's good. And honestly, for me, it kind of uh, – I can relate to it in a different sense than I think a lot of other people can. I think like part of us as like creators, we want to like – no I want to be super original they're all doing that I don't need sure. to participate it's gonna end you know don't worry and like for me I'm like I'm not I'm not but like it it, le- you got to lean into that stuff in order to be able to give your original stuff to to more people you know have the opportunity yep. to even do your original stuff so I think that I think in any industry there's trends that happen and it's important to to uh, be someone that is like contextually aware of like how people are consuming them, how they're creating to them and say, how can I put un- my unique spin o- on this? For sure. So any, anything else?
1: Um, let's see. I, I think, let's see. Sorry. You might need to cut this long, long. No, thought no, out. no, no, no. <laughs> well, I'm,
0: I'm here for it. I'm um, here for it. I'm trying I'm, to I'm think. I'm, I might put a sponsor space, right? There in you New go. go. <laughs> <Perfect>. <laughs> um,
1: I mean, the one thing that I, I think I've actually done a good job of that I'm, I'm going to say most people are not is just getting stuff out the door. Like, Yeah, you are the, good the, at that. The biggest You're... issue I see with people trying to be YouTubers in particular um, is I literally hear them saying, well, I'm not posting yet because I haven't figured out my intro. Who cares? Like they want like this. One. I, haven't, I haven't put it. I didn't like the last. Video. The audio wasn't perfect in that one. So I'm not posting it. Uh, I didn't like the cameraman, uh, so we're not posting it. We we only had a tripod, so I'm not posting it. And so they, they have all these reasons why they're not posting it. I uh, we did we did I did one video a week by myself for a year. Then I had Jake, who was part of the channel for a long time. We we were doing three videos a week. Uh, when Jake left, I kind of transitioned back to uh, two a week this last year and a half or so. And I've missed two uploads the whole time. Wow! And it's like I just like I am. Maybe – and again, maybe that's to my detriment, but I, I've always been a believer of like five things fast is better than one thing perfect.
0: Dude, uh, I, especially in today's internet.
1: Yes. Like – yeah. I, I'm, I'm now, now that I'm this size on YouTube, I'm trying to step it up. I think that's part of my issue right now. Like my viewership, yeah. my viewership for my size on YouTube is low. And so part of that I think is that I'm moving maybe a little too fast and I need, I need to step it up. I need to level up. Um, but especially when you're starting, just getting stuff out the door. So is yeah. so important. And one thing that, that helped us with that Jake, when Jake and I were starting Jake and I, Jake joined the channel when I was at like 20 something thousand subscribers and we did, uh, we did 31 days to 31K. It was like the month of August, I think. And we are like, in the next 31 days, we're going to get to 31,000 subscribers posting every day. And we did, every, we, did a, we did 31 days in a row on YouTube, uh, which is like, great, a great exercise for anyone trying to be a YouTuber. <laughs> like, force yourself to post out, post yeah. something. We, we were doing fully edited challenge videos with graphics and scores and all that stuff 31 days in a row. But like just posting something 30 days in a row is a really good practice for anyone.
0: It is, it is. So then, when you tone it down to like one a week, you're like, "Man, this is super easy. Look at all exactly. this time I got." Exactly. Okay, uh, well, one or two more questions here. The uh, you talked about uh, having a Discord group of other TikTokers. Yeah. Uh, tell me how, uh, uh, like, how has that like kind of helped <laughs> your approach to creating content? And I, I don't know, like what. what I don't know. I don't even know what my question is, but can you talk a little bit about the importance of having like-minded individuals, like all, all kind of uh, coming together for like one mission?
1: Sure. I uh, that Discord group in particular. I'm not, I'm, it's not super active. I'm not super active okay. in it, but I have okay. a. I, I definitely have a group of of YouTubers that I'm YouTubers. seeing on a regular basis. Well, YouTubers, TikTokers, uh, creators, creators, yeah, creators yeah. in my world that I, I'm with uh, on a very uh, regular basis. Uh, my, my house often is the kind of headquarters where everyone meets out here or we'll in find person. A, in person or we'll find a park. Yeah. We're, I would say we, f- we film in person probably four days a week or so. Uh, and, and we'll meet either here at my house or at a basketball court or whatever it is. And it might, it might be a YouTube video. It might just be, Hey, we're going to do TikToks and Instagram videos today. Um, but having, yeah. you know, there's kind of five of us and like having five different platforms and being able to observe, observe what works on each people, you know, on, on everyone's, uh, platforms built makes us all better for sure
0: and are they all individual creators with their own brands yep, yep. okay yeah, and I I just find that just like having that circle, especially you know for myself, I live outside. I live in the suburbs of Philadelphia. Yeah. There's not that many like people that are trying to do similar things sure. to, that, that I am. So I mean, I've been able to you know virtually uh, you know create a, a, a strong core uh, like foundation of like people in front of the camera, behind the camera, create like people in the creator space that just like you know, you can ping one question like, and, and you know that it's coming from a place of uh, they've either experienced it or know enough about the industry. So, yeah, th- does working with all of these creators, does it make you guys all a little bit better at the craft, like being able to see them that consistently?
1: Uh, I think it definitely does. Uh, to be completely honest and transparent, it's like my kind of core group, uh, Caleb is on my channel all the time, Jenna is on my channel all the time, Chris Staples is on my channel all the time, and Andrew is my editor. Um, and, and Andrew's been doing YouTube for a long time, but those those other three, like I literally was like, make a YouTube channel, like start making YouTube videos. Here's oh. here's how I do it. And so uh, sometimes it's it's exhausting for me to kind of be the like, be the grandfather of it, of it all. And like <laughs> yeah. they're, they're all they they've all gotten very good and very independent. Yeah, they're coming
0: but, to but, you. <laughs> but
1: it's it's tough. Like I I often feel like I I kind of need to find more mentors for me. Yeah. Um, not that I'm like some crazy high, high up successful YouTuber, but I definitely, and I have some of those people that I can go to, but not, not someone that I'm checking in with on a very regular basis. Yeah, yeah. So that, that, that sometimes is, is exhausting. Um, but I'm happy, you know, I'm happy that they are all going because my videos are only as good as the people that are in them. Um, I can't do my channel on my own. Uh, so I'm happy to, to, to help all them because it, it benefits me as well.
0: Amazing. And so, so what is what is when it comes to uh, having a successful f- career as a creator? What is one thing you believe that others might not agree with you on?
1: Oh, good question. Let me let me think about that. Um, I mean, I think I think the thing I just said is definitely one thing. I think I think moving quickly and getting this stuff out the door. Some yeah. people argue it's kind of the. Uh, we talk about it—the the Gary Vee approach versus the Mister Be- Mister Beast approach. Yeah, yeah. Mister Mister Beast will say, "Don't post right na- right now." He says, "Don't post until you have something great to post." Yep. Uh, Gary Vee and many others are <laughs> four thousand <laughs> pieces of content a day. Yeah, yeah. Post, 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 yeah, 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 yeah. post. Yeah, uh, I think it's probably the answer is probably finding a balance. It's probably fine. You know, getting yeah. to getting to a level where you can, uh, your bandwidth and the quality of the content match up to where it's you can be put, putting, putting yeah. out consistent, good content. Um, right now I'm trying to like have consistent, good content. And then, Hey, how often can we hit like a, you know, instead of going for single, 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 like where can we every once in a while try to shoot for a, a triple or a home run, uh, to use that analogy, um, to where it's not, you know, I think, I feel like right now my, my vid- my channel is a little stagnant because everything is just kind of on par. Like I'm, I'm satisfying my fans but I'm not like going crazy viral, so I need to start stepping it up to where we can like start to grow, grow, grow.
0: Got it, got it. That's good, man. I, I appreciate that. And then, so you're talking about kind of the goals for the channel. In a, in a year from today, what is one thing that you are most proud of, like a, a success that you've created uh, in your brand a year from today, looking back?
1: Uh, it'll be a million subscribers on YouTube for sure. That's, Let's go. that's something, Let's yeah. Go. I, where, where are you at now? 740. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and definitely.
0: Let's go. <laughs>
1: definitely. But the, the last. But last,
0: challenging. <laughs> the
1: last, the last year and a half has been my like slowest growth in a long time. Yeah. Um. You know, some of those, I've had hundred K growth in twenty days, and and yeah. like the last hundred K has I think taken over a year. Uh. So, you know, yeah. it could it could happen a month from now. It could, but it could take me this whole next year. But I'm hoping uh, in the so next year for sure we'll we'll get to a million.
0: A million on YouTube, and you're at two million now on TikTok.
1: Two million on TikTok, yeah. three hundred something on Instagram and Twitter.
0: Any uh, any more any more Guinness Book World Records?
1: I'm <laughs> I'm satisfied with my nineteen. Okay, okay. Uh, maybe someday we'll get it to a nice round twenty, may, but
0: may, maybe when you get to a million, we'll, we'll think of something epic. Maybe, maybe. <laughs> cool, man. Yo, this was such a fun conversation. Where can where, where do we want to send our listeners to to tune in and, um, and, and you, watch the content?
1: Let's go. Whatever your platform of choice, type in Juggling Josh, and, you, and you'll, you'll find me.
0: Dude, I'm so jealous. You got the same handle across everything. That's amazing. The, I only, the, get my- only,
1: the only issue is I hate the handle, but we won't <laughs> we 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 get into that. <laughs> okay, okay.
0: N- n- next conversation. Yeah. Yo, yo. Th- thank you for the time, thank brother. You. Have a great day.
1: Yep. See ya.